Your dad's birthday's coming up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Tuesday. How old? Oh, forty-one, somewhere between forty and seventy. He's not seventy, is he? He's getting up there. I think he's sixty-eight. Jeez. Yeah. He doesn't look a day over sixty-seven. Well, he is. <laughs> I'm sorry to break your heart. He's a day over sixty-seven. He's a young seventy, then, if that's the case. Yeah. He's spry, still working, still still employed, gainfully employed. <laughs> well, weird, weird thing to say about a sixty-eight holding Although, holding down a job. Retired. Yeah, that's what I mean. He he hasn't retired. <laughs> He's is he still uh, working... at, is he still at McDonald's? <laughs> it is so weird that I was about to make the same joke that I was about oh, to yeah. joke about him being at McDonald's, which is actually unfairly dismissive of people that work at McDonald's. But no, he is he is still working. Hasn't slowed down. I'd love to see your dad at McDonald's. Oh, God, I can't even envisage it. I'd love to see... Because I get embarrassed. I I've, I don't eat at McDonald's or any fast food restaurant, like, dining in. Uh-huh. Because I'm too afraid... Only drive-thru. Only drive-thru. Because if the worst thing about eating McDonald's, for example... Is the idea that someone could see you eating McDonald's? <laughs> Everything okay, so else is absolutely fine. You've got a fine. shame. You got a shame aspect to your yeah. enjoyment of this uh, food type. Yeah, I mean, if if I if that weren't the case, if there was no shame, I'd be eating there a, a lot. I'd be a lot fatter. Okay, so it's actually good. Yeah, you're saying you're saying this is actually healthy that you feel disgusted in yourself for enjoying McDonald's. Hundred percent. I'm glad okay. for it. Well, maybe they could market that a little bit more. Like, start to put out some private booths, or when you go in to eat, they give you a paper bag to put over your head. Like, just kind <laughs> of simple but inclusive techniques to really open that market up. A Ronald, McDo- a Ronald McDonald mask. No, Hamburglar. Go- Hamburglar mask. Good point. Very good point. Hamburglar, yeah. just over the top of the eyes. Just over the face. Maybe a wig. Maybe what about like a combination? A, uh-huh. You Hamburg can embody eyes, Ronald McDonald wig. And that's just what giant can, purple grimace yeah. fat suit. <laughs> that's a happy everyone one. everyone that eats a McDonald's has to dress in a fully enclosed grimace suit just to hide any kind of body differentiation. Only if they want to. Okay. If they're confident, they don't need to. Yeah. When was the last time you okay, ate at McDonald's? Good. Oh, God. I'm not even sure I could name the decade. The 90s? The 90s. You haven't had a cheeseburger in at least 20 years, you're saying? Well, I mean, I've eaten burgers at other burger places, but no, at McDonald's, I wouldn't have eaten something since, yeah, 90s, early thousands, probably. You think Probably the 90s. You think you're better than me, don't you? Well, you've got the shame associated with it, so I don't know what sort of high ground you're trying to bring to this. Yeah, but the shame turns into aggression. And okay, so... you're lashing out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've eaten at KFC in the past year. Does that make Have you, you feel better? Yeah. It does, because KFC is the worst of everyone. <laughs> it's way worse than McDonald's. You're a piece I, of shit. I, I, uh, it, was, it was KC's birthday present. 
So wait, what case? Isn't he a fitness? Yeah, guru? but he only does he only does CrossFit so he can eat shit, which is much more relatable, to be honest. Um, I massively respect that. Yeah. So yeah, he likes a KFC. I didn't really want to go, but I'm a nice boyfriend. Went to KFC. Did you enjoy it? But I mean, it's not awful. I just wouldn't choose it. I yeah. like. I, I, I used to work I, at KFC, dude. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's my first job. Your first I job was at KFC. KFC. What did you do? Everard Park. Ah, uh, just I was all rounder. All round. <laughs> I mean, I didn't cook. I didn't cook it clean. Okay, you were but, just. I mean, I you're could, at the tills. I was at the tills. I could put the chicken in the box, and I could wrap a twister. Okay. Wow. Those are life skills. Yeah. It's important to know how to put chicken in boxes. I mean, do you know what we used to do? This is, I mean, it's not criminal now. I mean, it was criminal, but <laughs> uh, my, what we used to do was my dad would come in to the store and pretend to be, you know, pretend not to know us, to pretend not to know me. Uh-huh. And he'd be like, um, hey, uh, good evening, uh, young man. Um, I'll get a, and he'd just order like the mo- the minimum amount, you know, like a, th- a one piece chicken thing. And I'd just pack up like a bucket full of chicken and like shove all the shit in and he'd take it home. He'd pay $4. Yeah. And then when I got home, we just had heaps of chicken. <laughs> uh, we had like a whole Ocean's Eleven thing going on. Sticking it to the man. Yeah. Uh, hello, young man. I don't know who you are, but I would like one small piece of chicken, please. <laughs> I mean, how how creepy is that? Like, just one man eating, ordering one piece of chicken. Uh, <laughs> All I need is a little pick me up. Yeah, I I, I <laughs> much, much prefer to go. Just to, dropped in here for a snack. Yeah, I'm just here for one, just a little nibble. Um, <laughs> I much prefer a Nando's if I'm going to go get chicken somewhere. Yeah, you said this before. Yeah. And I mean, I've never I've I've been to Mando's once <sighs> in my life. It just it, I think that perfectly exemplifies the the difference between you and me. I think in a weird in a weird way. Uh-huh. You know, you you're kind of a hoity-toity. Yeah. You and know, you're a racist. And I'm a racist. Yeah. I hate the Portuguese. I love the, I mean, I'd love I do love the Portuguese. I love like a peri-peri. Peri-peris. Very, very good. <laughs> they can have that. As far as I, I don't, I don't they can care. have that for free. Yeah. This is peri peri good, I've got okay. to say. Well, I'm sure that yeah. no one in any of the advertising uh, agencies have thought of this previously. So they're going to be really grateful that you've, <laughs> you've thrown that one into the mix. <laughs> You're welcome, Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Deep Ford, everybody. Nice to be back. It is... So fucking hot in my bedroom right now. I'm sweating. If you hear it dripping into the microphone, that's that's Aww. that's unacceptable, and I would like hey. to apologise. Um, this is a podcast. We talk to each other and make the world a better place. Sitting through the internet, Michael. Here's an empty space for you to divulge some wisdom. And three, two, one. Hello. Got it wrong again. And my name's Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Um, new haircut. I um, I quite like it. Didn't say anything. So, I feel a bit chavvy to be chavvy. honest. Chavvy. 
That's what Emma says. No, my word. Okay. Never said it before. You tried to, <laughs> you tried to brush it off as a normal thing that you've said. I feel a bit chavy. What does chavy mean? I don't know, but that's what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Emma calls said I look like a chav. Okay. First night, weirdly, by the way, came home. I was like, "What do you think of the haircut?" She goes, "Yeah, nice, nice haircut." Second second night, she comes home drunk, and then that's when the real the truth you know, comes criticism out. comes out. She's just looking at me. She's going, "Your haircut makes you look like a chav." I'm like, "What is a chav?" <laughs> Have and you? I didn't look it up. You didn't? Okay, well, I'll look it up for you. <laughs> Thanks. Used it as, as a disparaging term for a poor or uneducated young person, especially one who behaves in a brash or vulgar manner and wears ostentatious clothing and jewellery. That's a, a perceived common taste insult. in clothing and lifestyle. I think it's a British thing. It's, it's sort like, of like a British you know, bogan. Well, well, that that hurts. I mean, do you know what could be the case? And this is just a little bit of a... Um, uh, she's jealous a, a cover up she's jealous is one um but uh it could be you know how the first day of a haircut when you come home with it it's like it's still got his or hers finalizing of it like they've zhuzhed it nicely they've got their sort of salon products in it a bit then the second day you've had a shower like you're the one in charge of it and you can just never quite right. get it the same way so it could be that actually she did genuinely like it the first time. And then the second day when it was in your responsibility, you just fucked it. And that was what she was picking up on. I think that could, that that's very possible that that's happened. But also, I, I think, think it looks haircut, nice. I think you it's... need a week. I think it looks all right today. Yeah. But I think with a haircut, you need a week. It needs to grow out for a week for you to fully realize how how good or bad it is yeah but as you know i've been traumatized with these haircuts situations so here's the question did you go back to the same place where did you go different place altogether a third place yep okay how did you choose this one much nicer much nicer than the one um, who got it wrong last time or than the zhuzhi one that you rebooked so the Zhuzhi one was like that's like a hundred dollar haircut. This was a cool fifty, uh-huh. which I'll I think is reasonable for a man. Uh-huh. Um, but th- to be fair, this one I was trying to get in the you know when lockdown finished the first time and I couldn't get in because everyone was, um, you know, clamoring to get their hair trimmed. Yeah. So this was originally my first choice. Okay, so now you're feeling pretty confident. You've been back. You liked what happened reasonable rates this yeah. is going to be your new normal i think so i didn't think embarrass yourself in front of your um snippist um is that what they're called yeah the snippist. snippist he was a very like macho man it was weird he was like quite trendy but he looked like bruce willis okay. he was like get g'day mate how you going he had no hair and i was like why do all the did- male hairdressers have no hair i don't They've got no hair. Because they spend all day doing it. And they're just like, I just can't be fucked. Yeah. Um, but he also, another weird thing was that another weird thing. There was This is the first weird thing. What am I doing? I'm trying to like trying exaggerate to, everything. I think that you should be more confident in your storytelling and believe that this is interesting without trying to resort to cheap tricks. No, yeah, this is this this is interesting. What I'm about this to is say interesting. is interesting. This is this interesting. This is interesting. I am interesting. 
Michael, you are interesting. Say it again. I am interesting. Say it again. I am interesting. There we go. I am interesting. There we go. See, feel better? I felt really good, dude. I really- so what happened when you went to the hairdresser? <laughs> I'd love to know what Emma's thinking. We just shouted, <laughs> I am interesting. <laughs> I'd love it to come back in and be like, the podcast hasn't started yet. <laughs> yeah, um, this is just me just getting into the zone. <laughs> when I walked in there, I was wearing a mask. Everyone's still wearing masks you know, in Melbourne. And they, they, the first guy comes up to me and he goes, g'day mate, shakes my hand, like puts his hand out to shake. And I'm like, I'm not going to bat away a shaken hand, like a handshakey. And then the second guy comes up and, uh, and puts his hand out for a handshake. And I'm like, I haven't shaken hands with anyone since the nineties. And then when I get, got in the chair, I had my mask on. He was like, you don't need that. I look around. No one is wearing a mask. What? So it was not yeah. required? As in, it's not no, the law that you said. have to wear it in? It is the law. Okay. It is the law. That's weird. And you took it off? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll succumb to peer pressure like that. I'm not going to be the loser in a mask, am I? Wow. That seems like a risk. He was bald, though, so maybe he was like, well, I can't get COVID. What? Bull people. Less hair. Can't get COVID. Is that, is that true? Are you saying it's not true? No, I'm just saying, what? how could that be true? I know. I just, who told you that? Sesame Street. There was a couple of bald guys who came up and coughed in my face. And they said, "Really? don't worry about it, mate. Can't so get they, COVID. Wait. So you are on the street? I was on the street. I was walking down the street. I was wearing a mask. Because it was two bald guys. Two bald guys came up. Two bald guys. Yeah. They came up and they co- and they just intentionally <coughs> coughed in your they face. They coughed No, it wasn't an accident. It was like they they spotted me and I crossed the road and they followed. And then they came up and they what? coughed really? at me. This sounds like an attack. Uh well, but again, they can't get COVID because they're bald. And what they call you? Uh, I can't really repeat the word. Uh, oh. But it was, it was, there was definitely some aggressive sort of intent. But again, I think it was pretty, it was like, it was safe. Do you know? Because they, okay. they were bald. Right. Bald guys feel safe. Bald guys feel that for sure. Can't get COVID. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, mm, I think you might have been lied to. This Honestly, s- I wasn't there. This is starting to take as i retell the story this is starting to take on a different character i thought this was i thought this was sort of like just a just a fun kind of just like a fun gag no but as i say it aloud starting to have different a different tone and starting to wish that i did not then shave my head and go around and cough in other people's faces you shape, you shape well, he, again, because they said it, it sounded almost like a vaccination sort of situation where once the hair's oh, wow. gone, you're kind of, you're safe to go cough on people. Okay. And I just thought maybe I should just skip the queue, skip waiting for this yeah. jab. I mean, it sounds like it's only 80% effective anyway. Oh, so you were on the way to getting a vaccine? Yeah, just I just decided, let's call it off. Um, Cancelled the thing at the nurse. And just book straight right. in with the hairdresser. You know, actually, now now that you've told me that, I think it's sounding... A bit Do you feel better about being at the hairdresser now? 
Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you should shave your head too. I I have been thinking about it. Have like, you? Go, not shaving, but like maybe like a, a number two all over. Number two? Yeah. Like a twosie. Why do you feel like if you're going to shave all the way, you still want to leave something? Because I... I like to do things, but I don't like to commit all the way. It's like, I like being in a relationship, but I don't want to get married. <laughs> you know? I Does don't Emma wanna... know this? Well, I just heard her coming down the stairs, so maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to get married now or ever. Sure. But, yeah. Do you want to get married? Yeah, at some point. So I was using the line, I want. I don't want to get married until everyone can get married. And then gay marriage came yeah, in and fucked everything up for everyone, didn't Ruined it, it didn't they? And Assholes. just another case of the LGBT community oppressing straights. It's, uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's my burden. It's, that is <laughs> I have to live with. And I, I don't, you don't see me complaining. That's the thing. I don't complain. I'm just holding up my hand over your forehead to try and work out what you look like. Oh, right. Without. I think you could pull it off. The problem is. You, would you nose. keep the beard? I'll look. Yeah, I'd keep the beard. But if I my, from the side, I would look like Mr. Squiggle because it's, it's <laughs> like it would just accentuate the roundness. And then this like if you can just imagine a circle uh-huh. and a triangle in uh-huh. the middle. You look like a, a, a kid's drawing of yourself. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> Yeah. You just add in a couple of eyes there and you'd be like, that's Michael Zabrecki. <laughs> so, I might keep the uh, the chav. Keep now. the chav. I, I think you've done all right. Yeah. Thanks. Shall we talk about the uh, Facebook situation? The news? Yeah, man. The news about Let's the news. About... News about news. Yeah. So, is that is this happening in New Zealand as well? No. No, this is Australia. This is a uniquely Australian predicament. Interesting. Why are you so over... Like I've, I feel like over the last few years, you've gotten out of touch with Australian news. Is this a big story in New Zealand? Mm, it did get a little bit of coverage, but it, it wasn't It wasn't really... It wasn't a, a top story in most places. Um, mm. I think it, the context of it was more the potential... So we should take a step back and say that for anyone who doesn't know, uh, currently Facebook in Australia bans the sharing of Australian news content. So articles from websites like the ABC and like the television networks and uh, all of those sort of industry bodies cannot be shared um, to other uh, either on those pages uh, from those organizations directly or posted into feeds by Australian citizens. And that is a response to the Australian government's introduction of a law, uh, which is effectively a, a link tax, insisting that if you link to a website, you have to pay that website um, money. And so this was a big uh, SCOMO conservative like Liberal Party policy, um, and it was also affecting Google, who in- indexes news websites for their search engine. Um, it looks like Google's actually folded and has sorted out a deal with the government, 
but Facebook has decided, nope, fuck you. We told you this isn't going to work. We don't want to pay you to send traffic to your websites. So we're just going to not allow the sharing of any news content whatsoever. Um, yep. How did By the this... way, Google, Google sorted out a deal with the individual um, channels, like Channel 7, and sorting out deals with Channel 9 and the ABC. So not necessarily with the government. Thank you for the clarification. This is this is part of the bigger question about this. Like, I'm not one to really uh, have much love for Facebook as an organization, but I think they're no. they're right here. I think these big tech really. I think these big tech companies are actually right on this issue, and the Australian government is wrong on it. Um, Please explain. Before we get into that, can you just tell me what it was like internally? Because I I nothing changed in my use of these apps, right? So what happened yeah. on Thursday or whatever, did you notice a distinct change in your feeds and everything? Yep. So there was no... When I woke up on that day, there was no news um, on the Facebook app. So usually when I wake up, regrettably, I'll, you know, scroll through and I'll check the news. Um, And you you use Facebook to surface news articles for yourself. I do because it's... Look... I was having this debate with someone at work that they're saying you shouldn't be consuming your news like that anyway. And I was arguing that Facebook is actually quite a good and uh, uh, what's the word? Cultivated. No, like an aggregator. Yeah. Um, because you, you've actually put that information in. So it's actually giving you news that you want to a certain degree. So that was, that was my argument. And when you work, when I woke up that morning, there was no, there was no news, so not immediately obvious on your Facebook newsfeed. But then when when I usually, when I wake up, I watch like ABC News Breakfast as well, and that was the big story. So then I'm checking back, and I'm like, oh, there's no news. Uh, everything else is obviously working. But then when you go to like the ABC News page, it says no posts. There's just no content on there whatsoever. It, that's the ABC News Facebook page, you mean? Facebook page, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then if you went to even like broadsheet, nothing. Yeah, uh, or trip triple R radio, nothing, um, and so that they... was one of the controversies as well, right? It was such a broad filter that it actually blocked things that were outside the the remit of the law by most definitions. So things like emergency health services, like health boards, were blocked. Satirical websites were blocked. Um, yeah. Th- independent groups with like for like NGOs and that sort of stuff or community services were blocked as well. So it like was 800 respect was blocked. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like a big they just sort of automatic nuke of the Australian yeah. e- ecosystem. Didn't feel it's yeah. That certainly made it feel, feel not thought through. So I think the, the general tone amongst Aussies at the moment is, pretty uh pretty sour against facebook like everyone's pretty it's left a bad taste in everyone's mouth and it's this weird thing that like you've got it's like you're choosing like your two least favorite children so you got the liberal party and you've got <laughs> big tech it's like fuck i hate both of these clowns um and it's i think the tone even amongst like abc um which is quite left-leaning i would say compared to the other news outlets on Australian TV, everyone is 
pretty much in agreement that Facebook is in the wrong here, and they, um, and they don't, they don't deserve. They, they, the Australian people don't haven't deserved uh, what Facebook have done. Mm. So I want to hear what your what your take is. So I, I think Facebook is perfectly legitimate in doing what they did here. I think from a tech perspective, uh, the law that the government is um, implementing is idiotic and uh, anti-free web and doesn't even make rational sense, um, let alone technologically achievable. So they want the companies, the platforms that direct traffic to a news organization to pay the news organization for linking to their website. This is something which drives traffic to the news organizations. It is a generally positive thing for the news organizations that a link is shared on Facebook. And yet they're expecting those platforms to pay for the privilege of linking to somewhere else. The idea of a link tax is a historical um, uh, boogeyman on in the formation of the open internet. The idea, one of, one of the fundamental tenets of the internet is the idea that you can link to anything. That's why it's magic. You can take that URL and type it and anyone in any browser can click it and go anywhere, right? That's the magic at a fundamental level to the the World Wide Web. And, this, and one of the reasons it was successful is because there were no associated fees with connecting one thing to another, right? This idea of a link tax, right. you, could, you can look it up historically. It was, um, it was discussed in early days and, and everything. Um, the, the analogies here are so odd as well. Like, it's like a plumber, a local plumber, demanding that the yellow pages pay the plumber for the act of directing customers to them, right? right. It, it doesn't make any sort of sense when the, the purpose of that platform is actually sending people your way to then expect them to pay for that when it's doing you the benefit. The, right. the underpinning um, sort of policy goal behind the implementation of this law, to me and to some of the other commentators that I've seen, is basically another Liberal Party reward to the Murdoch institutions which have backed them and kept them in power. Because what its actual final goal is, is getting big tech to pay Rupert Murdoch for sharing Murdoch articles, right? So this isn't the government directly saying, here, Murdoch, have $100 million. But in policy outcome, it is enabling the big media institutions who have dominated the Australian landscape for so long to go off and have to negotiate, or in fact, have the big tech people have to negotiate with them in order to cut a deal and get money directly into their pockets. And smaller sites, smaller um, places that don't matter to those um, big tech companies, don't get anything, don't have that leverage, and all of the traffic just disappears. So I think that on a technical level, on a policy level, um, it is completely bunk. And Facebook gave them warning as well. Facebook said months ago, 
if you try and institute this, we'll just turn off. We'll, we'll flip the switch and it'll be off. And then right. it, they continued to do it and they implemented it. And Facebook was like, well, we fucking told you. Flip. Now there's new, right. no news. The interesting one is Google. Google caving is is kind of interesting and deciding they're going to pay people. Um, but they're, they're quite diff. They operate quite differently, don't they? Because Google, you can actually pay to have your news article, your or your website, your link uh, higher up in the in the Google search, can't you? So you can't you can't change the natural algorithm placement. You can try and game it a little bit by SEO, but you can pay for an ad. You can pay for a keyword search. So if someone searches. Uh, antivirus you know norton probably pays money to have norton antivirus at the top as an ad uh, but that doesn't affect the natural position it just means you're buying ad space around it so they don't doctor the search engine results at all they they don't allow third parties to change the position of it just by paying money for it but you can you can pay for an ad well then uh, in that case, Joe Rogan's been telling some porky pies. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll do a quick Google, but I'm confident that you can't. Well, don't can't do it on directly... Google, mate. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, they would be the ones to know. Can you pay Google to change your <laughs> It'll just come up with a box in the corner Thank saying, no, it we says... don't. Yeah, nah, nah. It's all just, it's search engine optimization. So it's making sure that you put the right information into your website, link to other good pages or have them link to you. Like the actual maths of the algorithm is a tightly held industry secret. So they, they don't actually tell you what the magic formula is because they don't want people rigging it. Um, but people still do sure. their best. So what's the government's argument for this? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think it has been claimed and, and i haven't read their statement on this super closely but i think that it's been claimed that it's like a fair use sort of thing like if your platform is going to use our content then you need to pay us for it that doesn't make any sense because they're not using the content they're just sending a link to it right they're they're redirecting people they're not reproducing it they're just right. forwarding people to it so i don't think that's a very strong argument but i think it's coming from that but perspective I of Big tech can't get a free ride by by taking advantage of the stuff that these local companies make. I guess people, just playing devil's advocate here, I guess people do go to Facebook and do look to Facebook as a source of news and it kind of, um, it kind of collects whatever, whatever news outlets you might be interested in, it kind of collates them and puts them in a nice little box. So... Maybe there's something there. But I agree. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're totally right. As an aggregator, it's incredibly you know, powerful. It's, it is the site that a lot of people got news from. That was part of the problem when they weren't fact-checking all that election shit, when they were letting any kind of random nonsense get spread around without um, oversight. Uh, it, it was such a um, uh, hub that information was being shared. Um, so as an aggregator, you're totally right. But whenever you went to click on that information, you're loading a browser. It like Facebook has the built-in browser and that website loads and that website gets the click. So their numbers improve, their views improve by having it shared. 
the um what the I'm other seeing, thing which i'll go on sorry the um the thing that google um the the position that google was in was actually quite difficult as well and slightly different because one of the policies in the in the law was they had to notify excuse me i saw you i i was prepared to change it even as i said it i had to no, <laughs> notify um perfect the uh media organizations 30 days in advance of any changes to their search algorithm that might um, affect the way their um, content was presented on a Google search. This is completely insane. Completely insane. One, technologically speaking, I don't know how any news organization is going to use the information that Google would be able to tell them if, if compelled to about the way their algorithm works. Two, this is the most highly kept secret that Google possesses. The way that that number, that algorithm spits out results is a billion dollar formula, literally billion dollar formula. They're not going to fucking give it to anyone. Three, technologically speaking, it is constantly changing. They're, they're tweaking it every single fucking day. And so any of these changes having to be supplied 30 days in advance is completely infeasible, makes absolutely no sense, and uh, would be fundamentally disruptive to their business model. Completely impractical. So it is a nonsensical request, and I have to believe it is either a completely bad faith as a way of getting Google on board and to negotiate down from insanity to some kind of compromise which benefits the news corporations as the government wanted or b it is an absolute nonsensical demonstration of the government's fundamental lack of understanding of how these corporations work and the technology that underpins it all because it it, it is just ludicrous a lot a lot of the push pushback that i'm seeing online to this is about the hypocrisy of Facebook, so people claiming that Facebook uh, deciding to pull the plug now, when before when people asked them to pull the plug on, you know, oh, I can't think of an example. The genocide like, stuff. Yeah, or, or even the New Zealand uh, massacre, the Christchurch massacre. Yeah, they claimed that they didn't pull the video because no one reported it, or yeah. no one was offended by it. So them. Uh, deciding to pull their plug now is just a, more evidence of their hypocrisy and their self-interest. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it can be both. I think sure. I think it can be totally both that Facebook is generally a bad company, generally self-interested, that Zuck with his 51% is generally only out for himself rather than seeing it as a as a international... Um, responsibility in the way that he allows information to be shared and his platform to be a a meeting place for people around the world. And also in this instance, while being also completely hypocritical that this is something they've taken an interest in when all of the other atrocities that they let through didn't get attention can be because it was, (laughs) this is the one that costs them money or this was the one that was a legal fight they didn't want to get into and this is the one that, at the end of the day, they don't really care 
whether or not they send traffic to Australian news websites. So for them, fuck it, turn off the switch. Who cares? We're not going to pay you money for it. This saves us money. If it pisses people off, well, it's not that big a market. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Australia's not really a big market in the scheme of things, is it? And like, it's That's why Australia's reaching out now to like India and places that have, like, I think Facebook in India is the biggest in the world. Right. Um, and they're trying, they're seeing India now as an ally and trying to get them on their, on their side. But I think from Facebook's point of view as well, that if they let this go ahead, it, I mean, other countries are looking and, and watching and to see what happens here. If they let this go ahead, this could open the floodgates, you know? It's true. Yeah. And I think that's possibly part of the reason why they took such a big stand about it. Sure. Um, the, I do think Australian organizations will suffer. Like this is going to be the ultimate irony of this, right? Is if the legislation that's brought in to try and bolster the existing news organizations actually ends up crippling them because without those um, sharing platforms to direct traffic to them, no one's going to see their content. Um, Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I mean, who knows? Because the the News Corp uh, monoliths and Fairfax, well, Fairfax merged, but, you know, um, the other existing uh, Australian institutions, um, uh, they have proven historically to be less adept at the online world than some of the 21st century upstarts and potentially those new brands which have their own existing kind of millennial enthusiasts might end up finding themselves prospering when the big dogs are out of the game a little bit. So, yeah, who knows Who knows which way it's going to go, but currently it doesn't look like anyone in the media is getting the support that the law is expected to bring in. No and no one in the media is looking like they're getting the support? Yeah, none of those organisations are currently getting paid anything, and in fact they've probably lost a bunch of traffic. So it's had the opposite effect of the law. It's just a game of chicken now as to see whether the Australian government caves and changes the terms or Facebook comes back to the table. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're saying Josh Frydenberg's saying he's in, in talks with with Zuckerberg now and the, it's progressing. But on Friday morning when this all happened, he had said, yeah, just had a great chat with Mark and uh, we're looking like we're going to get to the bottom of it. And then two hours later, the lights were out. It's like, how good was the chat, Joshy? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's affected my job already. I mean, it's happened on Friday. I mean, part, my job is to pitch out to news organizations um, and try and get, you know things on TV and tr- and part of that is online hits yeah so it, it is really it is really weird seeing all this happen and seeing the the like I communicate directly with people from channel 7 and channel 9 and the ABC <clears throat> it's so weird seeing how they no one was prepared for this yeah and now it's first of all very clear how many people I mean, people don't watch free-to-air TV anymore. No. That's what these channels are. Yeah. Having social media for free-to-air basically cuts out your millennial market, for sure, yeah. for one thing. I mean, and then you've only got, you know, the over 60s. Yeah. Watch, watching. I mean, if they don't have the socials, they're fucked. So they're going to they're gonna have to come to some sort of agreement here. 
And this is the ultimate, you know, again, Facebook is not on the whole a good company, right? <laughs> Previously, they fucked over a ton of website businesses by pivoting to video, by deciding that video was going to be favored in their news, li- uh, news feeds and their um, timelines and literally uh, juicing the numbers, claiming that there was more viewers on social video than there actually were. And mm. <laughs> this was something that came out a couple of years ago. I think we possibly even talked about it. But all yeah. of the numbers about video um, reach on Facebook are basically wrong. And it, they reflected something like one second of interaction or an autoplay, not anyone actually watching the video content. And yet off the back of these numbers, just about every uh, news organization or uh, blog or, or journalist um, had to rework and you know fired written journalists and brought in video people to try and make a transition to a platform that was actually not going to deliver the kind of returns that Facebook promised. So their previous interactions with the the journalist field and the news organizations uh, have not exactly been um, excellent previously either. <laughs> so um, it, it, it's a little bit... Um, it's it's another blow to the existing uh, entities that have already suffered from potentially <laughs> taking Facebook at their word to try and get more traffic, and now the pipeline's completely gone. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny as well as seeing these um, seeing these parody news sites like Chaser and Batuta just Stephen yeah. Bradburying to the finish line here, yeah. and now they're like, I saw a meme the other day, it cracked me up. It was, I think the chaser posted it and it was like, um, it was a, a reporter holding a microphone to like a llama that looked very confused. <laughs> they were saying this is, this is essentially what's happened right now when people are now looking to us for the news. <laughs> well, to, to their credit, the chaser, that was actually what I quoted earlier, the local plumber analogy. That was the chaser and it was part of a article that they posted called A Complete List of the Liberal Party Corruption Over the Last Seven Years. It is not satire. It is literally an aggregate of all of the various scandals. Um, and it, the lead on it is, thanks to the Facebook news ban, we're somehow the only news site in Australia. So here's some serious journalism listing all the questionable decisions that ScoMo and Co. made after he forgot to check with Jenny first. And then it's just a list of, God, I keep scrolling, 130, 124 um, controversies that are just sourced, just uh, just a big old list with links to other news rep- reputable news sources. That was them both taking the piss at the Facebook ban, but then also <laughs> legit doing some journalism. Um, it's uh, fucking it going to Liberal Party. Have you seen? Have you heard about this new scandal, by the way? With which one? Which is what they're referencing there with the Jenny. So the Jenny was, thing, yeah, yeah. The um, the rape in Parliament House. Have you been following that? I've seen a little bit of it, but to, uh, I don't know the uh, original uh, assault scandal kind of question. I only saw the response to it, which was right. uh, ScoMo being completely unsympathetic until his wife was like, but what about if it was your daughter? And then yeah. he was like, huh, that might be a bit different, hey? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. it's. I don't, I, I don't know how, I don't know who his publicist is or his media trainer is 
but in his head you can see you can hear him he thinks ah oh, this is this is the way to uh, the, the heart of Australians I'm a father first and uh, I Jenny just put it she's got a way of just clarifying things and when I realized that I have a daughter too and I don't want my daughter to get raped then I could realize that I don't want this young Britney girl to get raped either like, okay <laughs> Yeah, it's it's such you. a like sociopathic lack of sociopathic lack of empathy. Just the whole well, I can't understand what's happening to another person unless you can directly link it to me personally. <laughs> I mean, that's the implication. I don't I I don't necessarily think he does lack empathy. I think it was a poor choice of words. I mean, he might for he's a, he's a fucking goon, so who knows. But Definitely a poor choice of words. Yeah. And and what I've, one thing I've like really realized this week, because I've spent the first three days working from home with the lockdown. So every afternoon I had the, what do you call it? The, um, it's like the parliament house where they go, oh, Mr. Speaker, um, the, the treasurer fucking, oh, Mr. Speaker. You yeah, know when like they, when question they do that? time. Is that called question time? Uh, it depends what what particular thing was. It's when the, we're in, they're all yeah. in the Parliament House. Oh, yeah. man, what's going on there? It's, what are we in medieval times? <laughs> That's it's what it's so always stupid. like. You just don't see anything about it. It's so silly. I know, but what I was going to say is, the Liberal Party is so like macho, like not macho, but like such a blokey kind of culture. Like these they're, guys, they're they've real, got this smarmy like, kind of masculinity. Like, co- exactly. Like they get. Got this cocky look on their face. They smirk all the time. There's like three women in there. They're they're just as misogynistic as the men. And then the Liberal Party and uh, the Labor Party on the other side, they're just like they just look like meek, like eh, you know, nerds. I I like this is unreasonable, and I would still prefer a la- Labor government by just about any metric, but. Fuck, they shit me off, Labour. At least with Liberal, you know what you're getting. They're very honest in their complete corrupt bullshit. Labour is just, like, so galling in their useless centrism where they they don't actually operate as an opposition at all. The, the Albanese's useless. I haven't heard from him in the past nine months. I just I, He's so uninteresting. They're so complicit totally in agree. all of these like uh government decisions which should be seeing pushback like it is literally only the greens and the smaller parties that offer actual pushback on these things because labor's in the same camp for most of the time it's it's such a unappealing tactic to try and get back into power because yeah. it is not it is not satisfying to anyone who wants actual change and anyone who voted for the conservatives party isn't going to be like swing over to labor just because they have the same policy (laughs) it just so yeah they suck the boss everyone sucks i think uh, ultimately like some of this stuff does come back to the the media environment in australia because it is 80 percent murdoch right and murdoch hates labor so some of that is tied up in the tactics of there's nothing that we can propose that won't get beaten up in the media. So we've got to try and play the game and be as close to liberal as we can so that yeah. Roop doesn't uh, launch an assault on us. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, 
the lack of diversity and the ease with which um, the big corporate interests get a fair shake in in the Murdoch media in Australia has truly infected the politics side of it as well. Yeah, surely Murdoch's going to die soon. Oh, he's getting up there. He's ninety. He's really hanging right? in, isn't he? Yeah. And his his sons aren't his sons. Oh no, that's the Packers. Oh no, it's the Murdochs. The the, the sons are a glimmer of hope, aren't they? I think they're they're definitely. Um, is it Lachlan Murdoch is famously mm. embarrassed by Fox News and he hates it. Uh, he, yeah, he wants to get rid of it. So I think at a certain point, once Rupert's gone, maybe they'll be like, eh, "Let's sell that off or shut that down or whatever." But I don't know. As if you as if you as if you're fucking 110 years old and still care about power. It's like he's. It's like you know when people get to the end of their life and they're like, oh, "I wish I spent more time with my family and I wish I cared less about money." Rupert Murdoch's like, "I wish I cared more about money." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like he's my learned nothing is still in life. Too small. <laughs> he's learned nothing over the course of his life. Yeah, still not enough. It's um, the intersection between these multinationals and individual governments is going to be a real topic of interest um, in the next decade because the big tech companies are effectively nation states all of their own, and while they have to operate geographically in all these different regions, they have in some cases, a hundred times the GDP of these places. Like, they are legitimate forces of their own. And the consequences of an arbitrary decision, like, well, we'll flip off the switch uh, to the Australian news pipeline, can have legitimate uh, nationwide consequences for those places. And I feel like we're starting to come to the point where even the old people in government are looking around and saying, huh, these companies are maybe doing something a little bit shady. Um, yeah. should, we, like, should we try and regulate this a little bit? It's just, of just course, looking at a globe. It's like Google us, Dan. Wow. What's that country? Where'd that come from? <laughs> um, but now that, like, if there is one weird, this is a very minor compliment, but if there is one good thing to come out of this legislative shit show i think it is the conceptual idea that the government is trying to regulate the way that some of these international big tech companies operate locally where before they'd just been able to do basically what they wanted it's just unfortunate that the implementation of the law is completely ridiculous and ass backwards and yeah uh, Mm. we'll see what i think at the very at the very least it w- it should be an interesting experiment for Australian social media users and news consumers. I mean, we're going to have an undefined a period of time without the news, and the, apparently the ABC on that on that Friday, I think, is when it happened. ABC News app was the most downloaded app in Australia, um, I, of which I was one of them. Um, you're not going to get you're not getting your news in the same way that Facebook was going to give you your news like if there's a breaking story on Facebook you're going to you're going to spend 10 seconds scrolling on your phone before you come across it the ABC news app doesn't work quite the same way like i mean it does you're not going to get those little ones it's one source versus 40 sources exactly but it will be an interesting i mean i've definitely consumed less news 
in the three days that we've had this, and maybe, uh, maybe it'd be, maybe not be a nice change of pace. I was going to say, I think there could be some positives that come out of this change. I mean, people spending less time on Facebook is probably a good thing, but also there was a, a sweet time in the late aughts before Facebook and these kind of places really took over as a dominant space where mm. people visited different websites rather than just going right. to the one hub, you know, you'd type in ABC, you'd type in, um, I guess Adelaide now or whatever it was, or you'd type in news.com.au or your gaming website or these kind of places. And you'd browse to those individual, um, brands that's there's nothing that hasn't gone away that's still possible people can go to blogs they can uh, go to these places directly and it's quite possible as you said like the abc news app is going to be better off for having all those people install it um i wonder if this continues long term whether in australia those real news hungry types will go to twitter because twitter will let you share those links i wonder if rss might get a um, a return. I think it's probably a little bit. What's RSS? A, a little bit niche. So RSS feeds are a technological um, underpinning. That's what uh, we use on the pod, right? It is exactly. It is the back end for podcasts. Probably most famously at this point, the back end for podcasts. It is basically a a, a live feed that uh, a, an app or a browser will pull from various sources and you get a, a feed of all of the um, latest updates from places. So before something like Facebook existed, you would either get an app or you would use a browser which had an RSS reader built in. And then when you went to go uh, read ABC, there'd be that little sort of um, antenna um, wave signal, which is now sort of commonly associated with the podcast icon. That would then add all of the news articles for that website into your reader. So back in the day, like my video game website had an RSS feed and I'd add multiple different places. And then you'd just get a little ping, a notification in your browser or on the app when there's a new article up and you got the direct feed pipeline from those places um, without the social media backend of it all. So it's possible that that is going to be quite appealing to some people and maybe you see a resurgence in that kind of tech um, if anyone is actually interested in trying that out you could get something like net newswire which is on the mac or i think the vivaldi Bri uh, browser has a built-in rss app um, or, or if you want to try there but just go and add your favorite websites to an rss reader and you'll get the latest news directly from them um, as it happens yeah I mean, the thing that that's not going to give you that Facebook does is that Facebook knows you to a degree, uh, maybe to a big, to a large degree. So they know that, you know, every time there's a news article with Shia LaBeouf's mentioned, they know that you're going to click on that, on that link. So you're going to, it's that you're going to get the top stories from these apps, but you're not going to get the, the, the all the stuff in between. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. But in the meantime, I'm kind of looking for some. I'm looking forward to some time off. Yeah, it'll be. And you know, the the stories that you need to know about, they'll you'll know you'll 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 know about them. Like yeah. your friends will tell you. Or, you 
or you're hearing conversation or you'll you'll see it on the news at the gym you know those it's the little shit the doom scrolling and the whatever else scrolling just mindless scrolling maybe it will put a bit of a stop to that but that's why i think the facebook thing's a bit weird because like people your news feed still looks the same so like you're getting less news articles but if you no one told you that facebook had done what they'd done you'd be like you wouldn't i don't i think it would take you a while to realize that there was no news in your facebook feed so i wonder if people i wonder if this move by facebook will actually work for people because i think they might just get used to it pretty quickly too then they might just go they might be like all right well i don't get my face my news from facebook anymore i get it from twitter like you said or i get it from the abc news app so it might not actually work but i do get it like with uber if uber decided that they weren't gonna they they were like uh, australian governments introduced some law and we can't operate in australia anymore that, that's a that's like a thing that people have become entirely used to yeah now so that that would be a whole whole different thing do you uh know of any australian rideshare companies um no it's interesting because the um the new zealand market has a couple and zoomy is one that actively promotes itself as by new zealanders like by kiwis for kiwis and it's based like you don't lose any functionality it is the same but they do theoretically pay a better rate to drivers so they market themselves as being more equitable for locals and locally owned which i think has seen some significant growth here Um, are there enough drivers yeah for the most part yeah um so it'll be interesting to see whether in the absence of a multinational corporation local alternatives pop up is there going to be an australian facebook or an australian news aggregator at least that might pull together these sites and go hey here's your one-stop shop we'll algorithmically give you what you want to know here's your interests i mean apple news kind of does that a little bit as well right have you ever been in the apple yeah. news app uh maybe maybe a couple of times but i might i might dust it out to it might be a good time to good time to do that yeah i mean i've already deleted my app my facebook yeah. app uh i don't need it anymore really facebook yeah. gives me nothing of worth i mean news was probably the biggest thing i got from it people don't post to facebook like they used to they don't if they post photos they're going to post it my friends will post to instagram yeah. and then i have twitter which you know i'm newly you know big fan of big big fan indoctrinated big yeah. twitter guy now big twitter guy it's on all the front the page tweets. of my phone and you I'm were all gutted about those... when trump got banned because that was a, some the sole reason that you'd signed up 100%. I think everyone misses Trump. I miss Trump massively. <laughs> I do not miss does, Trump. Do people anymore. not miss Trump? No. Everyone misses Trump. Ugh. I haven't heard I haven't heard the word Biden in a week. Yeah, isn't that heard... lovely? <laughs> isn't that so nice? <laughs> I, I used to love waking up in the morning and go, oh, what's old Trumpy boy done today? Oh, look at that. He's in blackface on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> totally plausible. Uh... I, I I feel like out of due um, diligence, we should do... Well, I want to do like a quick little update. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the lab leak hypothesis with COVID. I think it is only fair to follow that up 
now that there has been a little bit more coverage about it. Um, Please do. Can you do it just after I get a beer? I can still hear you, by the way, my, my thing. So if you want to just do that, I'll just run upstairs. Okay. You'll be able to do that even remotely. Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay. Well, that's weird. Um, can I just do the pod from the other room? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, that uh, prick's gone for a second. I can just take a moment to get a breather from this inane chatter. Right? This uh, fucking asshole with his shitty haircut. Yeah, I heard every word. Hey, you're back. That was fast. Heard all of that. Heard heard all of what? Oh, you're moaning. You're bitching. Uh, That's awkward. Um... Okay, a little bit of an update. Uh, We'd previously talked about how it seemed like a reasonable... Uh, possibility that the uh, coronavirus in question, COVID-19, might have leaked out of a lab because in Wuhan there was a uh, virus uh, investigation lab thing there that was studying bat viruses. Um, And uh, again, well, I don't think either of us said, this is definitely what happened. I think the conclusion we made definitely thought it it. (laughs) definitely started (laughs) to believe it okay well that's that's more than reasonable um i think given that um we had talked about it in such length it is only fair to uh address the follow-up which actually came out last week um about the who um this is the headline from the washington post after the wuhan mission on pandemic origins the who team has dismissed the lab leak theory um, so after a 12-day visit, uh, World Health Organization admission to Wuhan appeared no closer to solving the mystery of the pandemic's origins, reiterating that the coronavirus likely spread to humans from an animal and casting doubt on theories it leaked from a lab. Um, basically, th- there was a lot of back and forth between the WHO and China, trying to get access in the first place, trying to be led in to go and try and investigate this thing. China was not very forthcoming. Um, they made this statement together and it is uh, still probably fair to say that the majority of people, uh, the majority of scientists believe that it came from an animal naturally and transmitted to humans and was not from a leak. Um, But there are still people that disagree as in, you know, transmitted from a bat to an intervening animal to a human. Um, So the mission was composed of Chinese and international researchers. The lead Chinese scientist uh, told reporters that none of the labs in Wuhan had worked with the SARS-CoV-2 strain, as the novel coronavirus is officially called, but on its distant relatives. Instead, they pointed to the possibility that the virus jumped across species in nature through intermediary hosts. Um, The judgment that they made um, was... uh, So Ben Emberick, who was the WHO team... Uh, He told reporters that their judgment was based on a long, frank and open discussions with researchers and management at institutions, including the lab, which was uh, conducting the research on coronaviruses from bats. Um, The Institute provided detailed descriptions of the research present and past on all projects. Um, They questioned these people extensively about what they thought of the lab leak hypothesis, saying that they are the best ones to dismiss the claims and provide answers to all the questions. So the the WHO really did just take the lab's word on this stuff, 
which I think is a little bit interesting. Um, that line of reasoning did draw skepticism from outside experts. Um, so uh, a microbiologist at Stanford said, if the only information you're allowing to be weighed is provided by the very people who have everything to lose by revealing such evidence, it doesn't come close to passing the sniff test. Um, he suggested that they should have sought complete detailed records from the labs about their experiments going back a decade. Uh, there's also a professor of biosecurity at the University of New South Wales who was surprised to see the lab accident ruled out so quickly. Um, without exploring all leads, she suggested we may never know the origins of this virus. Um, oh, so there's so something that you know that uh, it's not universal. Um, th there's it's also clear that China withheld critical information in the early days. Um, they are seeking further access for the WHO um, and hope to continue uh, with a return trip, but it's not yet um, confirmed <laughs> that they'll get back in. Um, but yeah, so yeah, interesting to see that the WHO makes that, um, that statement. Now, the other one that came out that's interesting and talking about the further earlier origins, uh, was based on the blood samples that they took on some of these people. And they discovered that there were 13 different strains in China before December. And so these variants suggest it had probably been circulating for longer than just the month, um, uh, the genetic diversity sampled from December 2019 suggest it was circulating for a while longer. So the early origins of this thing are still very much in doubt. Um, and uh, there was no clustering, no sort of one hub which helped them, like which they could point to as the origins of it. So anyway, that, I suppose that's a little bit of retrospective science news. But well, it is, it was it is somewhat surprising that it didn't come out of the lab. Um, yeah, it is. Well, it does seem the, like... the Chinese lab says it didn't come out of the lab. Is the takeaway from this story? All right, cool. So we'll just great. It is a um, a weird thing now. Did did you watch the first um, last week tonight? Uh, back. Yep. Sure did. It was super, real, just depressing. But it was about the idea that we should be planning now for the next pandemic because it's likely to happen again, and all of these. Um, yeah. situations and things need investment and precautions and future-proofing uh, that the moment that we're through the worst of this pandemic the tendency of human nature is to go well that was weird Woo! let's not ever think about this again yeah uh yeah well, did they say on that that like this is like we should treat COVID-19 as like training for the yeah. big event I'm like oh yeah this isn't the bad one me? yeah this was this the is bad... the training yeah Fucking hell! Yeah. Well, I heard like um, someone else saying that after we get one, after everyone gets vaccinated, by the way, which is going to be in six years by the time that the entire world is going to get vaccinated, that you're going to see like. Have you, you heard did... that, or is that a, is that hyperbole? Yeah, yeah, no. Six, six years, years was um, was the quote was was a quote from someone who's a scientist saying that that's every the whole world can be vaccinated in six years, but. Like in the 1917 or 1980 flu, then you had the Roaring Twenties. So they're expecting the next decade from like 2022 onwards just to be gangbusters. Well, I mean, I the thing I'm really holding out for is, and this is silly, I mean, that will be fun. It, it'll be nice to see 
everyone get out of this and get to enjoy themselves for a bit. But I'm really hoping that this will be a time for serious like systemic change and that off the back of this, once the, the worst of it's behind us, it'll be an opportunity for people to go like, okay, now universal basic income or, you know, green energy, um, infrastructure revolution or climate change kind work, of work or work life balance. Yeah. All of this kind of stuff, which will come about from everyone being like, fuck, we just went through some shit and the world is not in a good place. Let's make some changes while it's good. <laughs> That's yeah. what excites me. The idea that, okay, we might finally start doing some climate change <laughs> changes or safety net improvements in, in our society and, and that sort of stuff. So, mm. but yeah, I hope our roaring twenties is like a, a worldwide recalibration where it's like, fuck, we've got to change some things. I hope so too. I just, I just hope that, you know, travel comes back on the, on the cards and airplane travel. I mean, that's the thing that I really think, cause they didn't have that in the twenties that, <laughs> That's the thing that we, we're probably not going to get that back for a while, for like a real while. And we're, man, we're, you and me, we're hitting our, we're hitting our peak, baby. We're in our, <laughs> we're in our 30s. We're, in our, this is, we're gonna, never going to be, we're going to be, this is the best looking we're ever going to be. You know, yeah, it's all yourself. downhill from here, especially for you. No, okay, you can't do well, that. I did it first. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I think that's a lag. I think I technically got that in first. We'll check the tapes. But we've both... But you get you got the thirties are such a great time. It's like you got you still got the youth. You starting to earn a bit of money. You know yourself a bit more. All these things and spending it, you know inside the house. But I guess in New Zealand it's a bit different. Although you guys were locked down for a few days, weren't you? Uh, not us. Auckland. Auckland had three days of lockdown. Um, so pretty. Is anyone wearing a mask where you are? No. But we did have to wear one weirdly on the ferry yesterday. Casey and I went for a, a day trip across to an island and. For some reason, they made us wear masks, even though we're in level one. I don't know. Um, okay. But yeah, that was the first time I'd worn a mask in like six months. It sounds like it would have been hard for you, man. Yeah, it was pretty tough. Pretty tough. Oh, I had a thought, but I can't remember. So if you would like to hear more of this podcast, there are plenty more episodes down in the feed. Go back, enjoy yourself, relive some of the early memories, or discover something new that you've never heard before. Uh, then you can get in touch Go with Go back us. and listen to the ones at the start of the pandemic. I listened to one. I, li- I went back and listened to us at the start of pandemic, uh-huh. and it is. I mean, me especially. I'm a fucking idiot. I mean, <laughs> we all knew that, but I was so cocky and stupid. I didn't give a shit. To be fair, you knew Go- about like it was the the very next podcast. It was the first podcast that I brought up. You're like, eh, and then two weeks later, it was like, oh, so it didn't take very long Lost for you my to adjust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The uh, time vault, though. Time vault. That's why this is the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, send your questions and comments to deepforward at gmail.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, find our tunes on SoundCloud. Uh, head on the Twitter for a notification when it goes live. And on the Facebook page, I guarantee that Deepforward is still up because we share zero newsworthy content. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're all having a lovely day and that your hair looks great. Thank you. Quick happy birthday to Nick's dad, Jeff. Happy birthday, Jeff. Tuesday. Uh, 68, maybe. Um, And another birthday for a a guy who's also in his 60s, I think, David Stewart. Oh. Happy birthday to Dave. Happy birthday, Dave. 
64 or something. 68. I don't know. Who cares? But it's, happy it's birthday, all, Dave and point, Jeff. It's all the same, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's he looks he, he genuinely looks older than your dad, and I think he's 10 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be delighted for that birthday shout-out. Um, um, have you used have you used your ball wipes yet? I was going to ask you. Yeah, I've only, you have. Yeah, I've only got four left. Are you serious? Are they yeah. good? Oh, it's just like. Are a, they, why are they right next to you, dude? Well, because they're just on why? the shelf. Gross. Yeah, um, but cool. That yeah, they're present. not that great at like cleaning up cum, but they're okay for just sweat <laughs> and that sort of stuff. I didn't even. Okay. This is I I do it to myself. I do it to myself. <laughs> and that's why it really hurts. Yeah. Um no, thank you for your present. Yeah, no worries. Um do you uh watch did you watch the Mars Rover? I didn't watch it live, but I watched a lot of footage afterwards. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. My name's on Mars now. Did you put your name on the rover? Did I? I th- surely I did. I'm sure. Uh, that you emailed it. I'm sure that I would have let you know when it was an option. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. Um, what You're did, what on Mars, mean, dude. Where I'm home. Um, what does that actually mean for the name? Uh, I think they put it on like a chip on the on the rover. They just carried over. All of your names, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. My, I think it's I'm more. Get a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like symbolic. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna get a few more tattoos, and I'm gonna get the um, the golden, the golden record Voyager one tattoos. Oh, like the diagrams on there. Yeah, that's cool. So that just in case I get, if and when I get abducted by aliens, I will be able to show them exactly. They'll where be able I'm, to like. To put me back. <laughs> yeah. There were 10.9 million names on the... Really? Um, on the rover. So, they were stenciled by electron beam onto three fingernail-sized silicon chips, along with the essays of 155 <laughs> finalists. They were then attached to an aluminium plate. So, it is physically etched there, and... I can actually show you the image if you open up your podcast player. Um, you will see up player? on the top of the image, uh, there is a tiny little band of three uh, fingernail-sized squares that oh, yeah. contains millions of names. Wow. So it actually yes. is It actually is written there, visible. Oh, my Isn't God. That, that makes cool? me feel so good. Yeah. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Wait, I really hope I'm fucking on this thing. I need to check through my emails or something. Check your emails. I um, If I'm not on here, I'm going to kill myself. If you Who just type NASA, NASA? NASA Mars. Yep, I got an email, baby. Woo! I'm on Mars! Yeah. Oh, man, that is... I'm so glad you told me that. Yeah. Cool. That's so fucking... That's so fucking cool. Yeah, isn't that the best? That is the best. I would have just sat- been satisfied with being etched by electron laser and left on Earth. Like, that sounds cool as Hell it is, yeah. let alone being shot <laughs> to a different planet. Oh, my God. 
that is just the coolest thing. That's made my week, honestly. It yeah. genuinely made my week. It's sick. So happy. 